Welcome to the Chuan Chuan Podcast, a bilingual podcast where every episode we use English and Chinese to explore various social, cultural, and contemporary issues in the aim of giving our listeners a useful tool to improve either or both their English or Chinese language ability. This is part two of part ten of the Island Podcast. Yes, so. The reason I'm focusing on Ubermenschen though is because I think I'm thinking of uh, a particular example, which is that if we leave things to the free market, we probably won't be affecting the people at the general level or the below level. But I can very clearly see how maybe there's a genius person who's just born into the wrong family. It's just it's just easier to think about. But for everyone else who's kind of more in the middle, maybe they'll be less affected. So I. When talking about Ubermensch, I'm specifically saying that if I have to make a choice between being purely free market or taxing or whatever, just so that we can catch everyone, like we don't leave everyone behind, I think it's worth it because of the existence of Ubermensch. But I don't want to sound like I don't want to bring up, okay, I don't want to sound like a Nazi because I do care about <laughs> I don't just care about the Ubermensch because obviously, like I'm not one of them and I care about myself at least. So. Yeah, I think everyone is important and everyone is necessary. But this brings up an interesting. You're my human <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> That's good enough for me. I, I can just uh, go and live in the woods now. <laughs> my job is done.、Um, yeah, it's interesting because it means that we are going to need all sorts of people. Like someone's going to need to sweep the streets. It's kind of like the cliche thing to say.、Um, everyone. Is valued as long as they are not like a detriment, I suppose. As long as they're not committing crimes or going around killing people,、um, there's value to everyone there because of what you said. Like, if we have Vitalik cleaning the streets, that's just not good. So everyone needs to play their part.、Um, I just think, yeah, this Ubermensch idea leads me to the conclusion that we do need to have a, a social safety net, essentially. Okay. Yeah. So. I guess、um, it's it's clear that you you've decided on this. I'm I'm just thinking what like what I was mentioning earlier. Are these Uber mentions one in a thousand because they're only only a thousand, or are there a million and actually there are a bunch of Vitalik's cleaning the streets? We just don't know about them, right? You, you know, again, survivorship bias. We don't know that they exist because they are sweeping the streets. But you know, they finish sweeping the streets and they just you know they beat ten people at the same time at chess. Like, but. They don't know the geniuses. They just think they really like chess, right? So, I don't know whether. I mean, I'm not saying that we shouldn't have a social safety net, but I don't know how this necessarily finds these dimensions. I think like a lot of these situations are very. It's almost by luck, right? Like I actually was reading a little bit about Vitalik's early life, and his dad is probably. You know, someone in in our realm of IQ, I, he doesn't sound like he's a genius. He's a software engineer, and he fled the Soviet Union. Like, just well, I wouldn't say fled, but he left the Soviet Union. Like, just as the Soviet Union was、um, kind of, how would you call it? Like, being collapsing. collapsing, yeah. And then they 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 left to go to Canada.、Um, and at that time, him and his wife decided to divorce, but wanted to stay together for Vitalik. And they kind of gave everything up for Vitalik in a way. Like I'm, I'm sure, like move, moving to the same country with someone that isn't even your partner. Like that's that's giving up something. And they obviously knew he was gifted early, so they tried to push him and put him into classes where he was, you know, challenged. Even though he was, you know, solving all the math problems before everyone else and whatnot. 
And so, like, I don't know if you would even find these Uber mentions if you didn't have these parents doing these kind of things and realizing that their kid was talented. Um, I'm not sure if, like, that warrants... I don't even know what, really, what I'm saying here. Like, m- maybe there are, yeah, a million Uber mentions, but bec- because of those around them, like, maybe you need to teach the people around them to find these people as opposed to, like giving scholarships or like it's kind of a passive way to do i don't know exactly what the best way is to find these people but i don't know if the government's way of doing it is necessarily finding more people right now like then then they would normally be kind of a diamond out of the rough just coming coming out naturally because they're so amazing yeah so i think we're running up against the classic problem which is that the more we want to catch every corner case the disproportionate amount of government power we need to apply to achieve that so i think that um, we, the idea that comes to my mind is that we would basically have healthcare for people up until they're an adult, maybe, maybe like even up into their early adulthood, just to make sure we don't stunt anyone early, too early on. And we have like very good public libraries with access to like fast internet and decent computers. And I think if we try to do any more than that, we're getting into a point where the government's going to start overstepping the line. And I think. We, we will just have to accept that we're not going to catch everyone, but at least we can let everyone know that these facilities exist and, you know, don't impede them from, from their own sort of like personal exploration. Maybe we can even encourage people with people like, you know, you should go and spend some time at the library and like see, see what you want to do. Um, but personally, I think we'd have to, to leave it there. Okay. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a good balance. I think, um, I mean, if we bring it back to the original topic, which is nurture versus nature. It feels like, I mean, this is such a cop out, but it feels like almost 50 50. And yes, I would say that like your natural intelligence or physical ability, a lot of it seems to be genetic and you just have that hardware. But then a lot of the skills that you need to make, like turn that latent potential into something where, you know, you build Ethereum or you build something that changes humankind for the better. Like you need all those soft skills in the middle. You need that nurture and you need to be able to kind of build those habits over time. So that's where like the government needs to step in. Or I mean, I wouldn't say the government needs to step in, but like that's where the government could step in and, you know, you could, could apply a disproportionate amount of funds to try and find these people. I'm not sure if that's the right thing to do. Um, and maybe it needs to be more passive. So like the communities around them or their parents, you know, are able to, to nurture these people into, you know, contributing members of society so that they can actually use their potential. Yeah, well, I think I've made my opinion clear. <laughs> so if you, if you want to go further than that, it, I think it would start to get pretty tricky. Do you have an idea of where you would draw the line? So, for example, you would have to be able to make a judgment call about whether a parent or parents are doing a good enough job of, like, nurturing their child. And if not, you'd have to make a decision to step in. Yeah, this just sounds very uh, <laughs> dystopian in a way. Like, like in the future, we may all have, I don't know, some kind of chip that starts to measure our, our, our actual latent potential. And the fact that our, our parents are normies and we're geniuses and the government takes us away from our parents, I don't know if that would necessarily help those geniuses turn into contributing members of society like that might just turn to a revolution where 
where where it's basically the next generations of Nazis taking their kids away from their parents. It doesn't sound super dystopian, and I'm sure I'm not sure if we could we could protect freedoms of the individual if we start to think down the line of ah these geniuses could help all of humankind. They're a natural resource in a way, right? And once we start to do that, we start to harvest them and we start to, you know, find ways. We treat them like resources, right? We try and make them more um, efficiently harvested and efficiently nurtured. They're like plants, basically, right? They're a resource that you can grow. So we're getting... We may be going down too far down this line. Like, I think we know that geniuses exist. I think... Well, we don't know that for a fact, but like it's pretty clear that some people are. It seems like most people, like a lot of um, these geniuses that we see in today's society now, they they seem to have been born with something special, and it's not just completely um, nurtured. However, does this mean that we should? I don't know if we should go down this line because it feels like if you take one step down the line, it it ends up being a really dystopian society where. They are a resource because they are so pivotal that, you know, they, they must be rationed to the state and the state must step in. I think I would draw the line at only passive encouragement. And that would be things like education, scholarships. Um, and that's pretty much it really. Like, you know, public libraries and internet connections and maybe even scholarships for like computers or whatever. But anything that involves taking their kids away from their parents seems a step too far. Yes. Well, in this in this way of in this realm of uh, sort of good parenting and bad parenting, that makes sense. But we may have to make tougher decisions when it comes to abusive parents and things like that. But I think that could probably be that's probably going too far off nature versus nurture. I think we're coming down on. Go. On. I just think that like maybe. It does beg the question, how, what is the goal of our society? Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I've, I've been reading this book right now called, uh, The Three Bodies Problem. And, um, it definitely, like, in that, in that book, the society is definitely moving towards science as the, as the kind of leading thing for the society. And I think we are right now, actually, as a, as a, as a civilization, as a race, as a species of the universe, we are definitely moving towards as science as the number one thing. So we, if that becomes our um, number one priority, what you were talking about, Leon, about, you know, kind of using science, but people that are geniuses as resources, like that is kind of the way you progress in the future in a way. And the other, the other thing that I can think of is just a society that tries to prioritize mental health or happiness, that kind of thing. Um, I don't know what those things necessarily, I mean, for me, that would be something like feeling content and happy being able to be physically healthy and happy and you don't necessarily actually have to contribute to society to do this you could be in the woods you could be just a monk and there's nothing wrong with doing that and but that is a completely different kind of society and we do not rate these people right now we respect some of them we give them their freedoms but they're, they're definitely not like benefiting like financially from society we don't reward these people so actually to be i mean if this is happiness to be a happy person, you actually need to go against the grain in a way, which is a very interesting thing. Like maybe the rest of this conversation, we can kind of reposition at least, uh, just kind of understand like what we want our society to be. Like I think for me, 
me and you, I think we're both also more on the science side and that we kind of think about technology and um, science as a way forward. But more recently, we have also been thinking about mental health and um, generally how we how happy we are as people. And I don't know if these things, I think these things may end up being somewhat mutually exclusive. If you go down the line too far, you end up prioritizing completely different things. Well, yeah, I'm going through a bit of a shift personally because I'm I'm starting to prioritize happiness over just like working all the time. I'm definitely spending more time trying to do exercise and and researching things that are not related to to science or technology at all. It's I think it's just it's difficult to make a societal statement about this. I think if I try to think about what Thomas Sowell might say, although it's almost impossible, <laughs> an impossible task. But I, I feel like the, the goal should be freedom, I guess, not happiness, not technological progression. And then it's difficult though, because if we go for freedom, we wouldn't be thinking about building public libraries because that requires uh, taxation, which is fundamentally forcing people to pay money. And, you know, the argument, the main argument for communism is that we can all be happy if we just work for each other and com- communally own everything. I think in previous episodes, we've discussed how we always need to find the balance between two things in general. And half the battle is just identifying what we're trying to balance between on any particular issue. And I think everything we decide is going to be a balance between that thing and freedom. So right now we're trying to think about um, how much we, I, I suppose when it comes to nature versus nurture, we've established that nurture is at least important enough that we need to do something about it. So just by saying that we're making a statement that um, I suppose nurture is at least 50%, but I think what we're saying is nurture is more than 50%. Because the way I think about it is that if you have a genius with no nurturing, they're not going to achieve anything. If you have a dummy with like a hundred percent nurture, they're probably going to do something with their lives. So, I mean, the, fir- <laughs> the first thing they need to do is survive, right? If you give, yeah, if you yeah. give a genius no nurture, they're probably going to die in their childhood, right? They're going to die of starvation or the cold or something like that. A dummy with full, full hundred percent nurture could probably end up being a businessman and, you know, be, do, be very successful doing other things, right? And he'll learn to, to, to use his primitive hardware. <laughs> <laughs> but I wonder, I mean, if we want to take this example to extreme, so zero nurture would be just like leaving someone in the woods. But what, what would zero nature be? Just like a complete retard. <laughs> right? They can't even like wipe their own ass or like. <laughs> right, right. So, I mean, <laughs> I guess it, it, we were being very specific here. It was very like uh, intellectual ability or physical ability. So maybe on one side of it, yeah, maybe they're complete dummy and they they don't really they learn very very slowly. And on the other side is um, maybe they're just completely disabled. Yeah. So in that situation, yeah, you could if we nurtured the head out of them, turn them into an android, give them legs, give them arms, <laughs> right? They're gonna do all right. <laughs> yeah. So I think we need to be it would be specific, right? If you're talking about complete zero nature, I mean. Zero nature is they don't even exist, right? Like they didn't physically or mentally make it and maybe they didn't make it even out of the womb, right? So that's it, right? That, that's zero nature. 
Yep, good point. All right. So now we're at, we're at the point. So now we're going to need to decide how much freedom do we want to sacrifice in order to provide nurture for everyone. Mm. And yeah, I think this may be a useful tool going forward because if we want to provide safety, for example, again, we're going to be like, well, how much safety do we want to provide for people versus freedom? Whatever we want to provide as a government is going to be weighed against that. And I think we want to minimize taking people's freedom away. Um, but I think what also, when it also starts to get interesting is that even though on the surface, it feels like taxation might be taking people's freedom away. On the other hand, in certain circumstances, nurturing people is another kind of freedom. So we're coming back to what we were saying at the start. If someone's born into a crappy situation, that just doesn't look like freedom, right? I mean, even though it is the result of, it might be the result of a free society. Um, it's just an interesting problem how maybe we're, maybe we are moving in a direction of more freedom by providing more nurture. But just if we think about it too naively, we would come to the conclusion that, oh no, we're taking people's freedom away in order to provide that. So that's something I haven't, maybe I'm not being very clear about that. Um, if I can restate it, if I just think of freedom very, very naively, I would be like, we don't tax anyone and whatever happens, happens, right? But that may actually not lead to as free a society as if we tax people a little bit so we can provide some nurture and capture these geniuses and not just the geniuses, the generals, everyone has a certain amount of uh, base level that they can't fall below. And so we end up with a freer society. So, I mean, I actually would go with your first definition of freedom. I think what you're talking about is not about freedom. You're talking about uh, collecting these people so we have a stronger society in general. And so we're now freer. I don't think that's necessarily true. I think we're, we're a slightly less free society, but I'm not sure of 100. Like, I think we can just redefine it and say that we don't want 100% freedom. Like, I don't think anyone wants 100% freedom, even though we do say we want freedom. Like, we want some some sense of security and determinism in our lives. And what you're talking about within complete freedom is basically like, I mean, we end up with just anarchy, right? We have, like, weird feudal societies, and um, it's the survival of the fittest, the strongest, and we just don't get further as a society because we're just fighting each other all the time. Uh, you know, we are primal creatures, and we will... We will give in to our primal urges if there is complete freedom. Now there's the careful balance of how, how much freedom we take away. Because like, I think at one point, this society started to turn at least slightly more peaceful and more towards restricting freedoms to prevent anarchy. Someone was smart enough, but was the strongest. Like he was at the top. Maybe it was a king or a priest or whatever leader of society decided, okay, we're going to restrict some freedoms. So we can cooperate better. Um, so I think it's, it's these words that we need to define. We are restricting some freedoms. Like say we can't just do whatever we want with our money. We, we have a little bit of tax. So we, we can put money into the public sector, have a public good sector that allows everyone to cooperate. And I think that's, I mean, we were afraid of this at the beginning of the island, which is that we'd end up with the same society as we have now. <laughs> we're definitely going closer to that. Like we're, we're, we're definitely talking about, you know, is the nation state the right paradigm for the next generation? Is that just a relic or is that just how we, we need to do that? I mean, maybe the nation state itself doesn't need to be geographically located like it is quite like right now. Um, maybe it is some kind of label or faction that isn't related to any kind of land 
And that maybe that is a relic, but maybe the idea of the nation state apart from land is actually a good thing. I don't know. Like that's something that we can maybe discuss in a later episode. Um, yeah. So to summarize, I feel like we may be going down that path of how can I say this? Restricting some personal freedoms to allow a better society in general. And that doesn't necessarily create a freer society. It just creates a more either technologically advanced or a more nurturing society that allows a greater number of people to survive, more geniuses to arise, um, more cooperation. But complete freedom is definitely not what it is. So I think for me, we could try to minimize forcing people to do things aside from taking the tax. So I would say we would, we wouldn't have like government run mandatory schooling, but it's because that's very different to just funding a library. Because mm. that's just like people can come if they want and not come if they don't want to. And maybe, maybe that's a useful line to draw. Just don't force people to do anything. Mm. Yeah. I think we're coming to that society right now, right? We've got stuff like Khan Academy, which has been running maybe 10 years now, like a, a very long time. And they've got a lot of material on there from some of the smartest people in the world doing lectures on basic maths all the way up to cryptography and computer science. Um, and maybe that is the future of education. But I think I like what your idea is basically to not aggressively govern, but to provide services that people can choose to take or not. And that at least gives them the freedom to choose. And then, it, and then, and then without us governing exactly what they do, providing everything that they need but allowing um, allowing them to choose what they want to do at least gives them that kind of, you know, we were talking about previous episodes, kind of the economics behind it. Like if we give them everything, like in communism, then people don't have, don't build the perseverance and that resilience to kind of not want to let their lives go down to a certain level. And that pushes them forward. They don't, they have that motivation. So we still need that in our society. And if we govern absolutely everything like it doesn't it, it doesn't end up being like that so what you said makes a lot of sense like you provide services but they can still fail they're just provided the tools but that you're not necessarily forcing them to learn if that makes sense yeah i think this is good because you can actually get locked out of the government education system right you can get expelled and things like that mm, that's true but i think our system i mean unless they're like literally damaging property i don't think we would be we wouldn't, there wouldn't be anything like that, right? Like maybe everyone progresses at different rates. I mean, this has been said many times, right? Just that idea of standardized schooling is probably a bit outdated in, in and of itself. So yeah, I mean, I think this is a good practical outcome to come from this conversation. Yeah. I think, um, what you're talking about is permissionless education. <laughs> uh, you know, I'd find a way to link it back into crypto, but. <laughs> As soon as we have a society that can do what it wants, when it wants, in the sense that, like, they don't get kicked out of the schooling system, the schooling system is just there, and they can decide to drop in and out of different classes, like, that is, that is freedom, right? Like, that is, like, I guess this is what you were saying in terms of, like, it's a freer society, it feels like a freer society because you've got more. It's not freer than being in the middle of the forest and no one's telling you what to do, however, it's a it's a 99% free society, but with like boundless opportunities. Mm. And I think that is what important is important for the island that we want to create. Mm. Yeah, equal opportunities, not equal outcomes. 
Cool. Um, I think that's a good place to leave it. Do you have anything else you want to add, Jeff? No, I think that's uh, I think that's definitely a good place to. I, I think I didn't think we were going to end up where we ended up, but I think that was a good uh, <laughs> that was a good riff. Um, yeah. So just to summarize, I think yeah, nurture versus nature. I feel like we're definitely more on the nurture side, but identifying and conceding that nature does exist. So you know, we need more of public infrastructure that is more passive to allow these people to choose for themselves whether they not they want to make themselves a resource to society <laughs> and provide their genius and move us forward but that's really up to them and i think that's what we mean by personal freedoms we should add sports facilities to this too yeah i mean my recent experience in taiwan has been you know a, basically a gym that costs one pound every time you go like i don't know approximately one dollar fifty or something and um, something like that is, would be really cool to have on our island, I think. Yeah, I think actually, yeah, just to quickly add on to this, I feel like, yeah, everything can be permissionless. So, you know, you don't, you can be a foreigner or Taiwanese. Anyone can go into the local gym. You don't need a membership. It's just paid by the the, the half an hour or the hour or whatever. And um, it's provided by the, by society, basically. And, you know, you can decide whether or not you want to go there or not. You, you can't really get kicked out and banned from it really unless you i don't murder someone or something <laughs> but it's pretty much there and permissionless yeah. which i which i really like about that yeah. all right cool well thanks for listening see you all next week see you next week that's all we have for this episode please follow me on twitter at yishontier that's y-i-e-s-e-a-n-t-e-o-h if you would like to support the show in any way, for those outside of China, you can donate money at paypal.me forward slash Y-I-E-S-E-A-N-T-E-O-H or subscribe to me on Patreon. All the details are in the show notes below. For those inside of China, you can donate by scanning my Weixin or Zhifubao QR codes below. Thank you so much for listening and we hope to see you all next episode. And we also have a new Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Chuan Chuan Podcast. So please like and follow me there.